When you're an entrepreneur with a great idea, it can be daunting to find funding. Startup Raven takes the process out of your hands by helping entrepreneurs connect and learn about potential investors all in one place. Without any long-filled forms or thousand questions, Sign up for early access at StartupRaven.com. Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the second part of how to build a startup hub again in in cooperation with deep ecosystems and i would like to welcome thomas Custis here with me hey how you doing hi how you doing i'm doing great thank you um thank you for being back last time we talked about um the boulder hypothesis um how it is imagined startup hubs work. We've seen the hidden gem of Audencia in Denmark, how it worked for them. And now we'll get a little bit closer to home in your example of your home city of Munich, right? Yes, I am from Munich and I'm also back in Munich. I have spent a bit of time away. Uh, so I've been five years in, in Italy um, and uh, have worked a lot with the Southern European and the Eastern European ecosystem. But uh, since two years, I'm back again in Munich. And uh, yeah, I see there has a lot of things have changed. Uh, so Munich has evolved a lot um, over the time. When I started, um, it was basically everyone was always ashamed. Oh, we are not as good as Berlin. Our ecosystem is so small. We are, we are not, um, we're not top notch. Now, what can we do? And everything was, uh, quite dim and dark. <laughs> and now when I came back, I saw that uh, Munich had four uh, unicorns or even five, I think, and um, and is one of the fastest growing startup hubs in, in Europe. So things have changed. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us how they changed? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, if I remember back then, I was starting at Unternehmertum um, in the Technical University. So I was a, a recent graduate and uh, my first job was um, at the University Entrepreneurship Center. And uh, yeah, so we tried the basics, basically learning from other hubs in the world, um, creating a mentoring program for, um, for scientists and researchers, how to start companies based on uh, deep tech, um, yeah, and that was very nascent back then. Uh, so um, the the outlook was that um, at some point these high tech solutions would be very interesting for large corporates, and um, they would be willing to invest in the development of of high tech, um, and, and then the, the startup scene would take off. But back then that was not the case. Now there was maybe some hackathons. There was maybe some. Uh, meetups, but the corporates didn't really invest. They didn't have corporate venture funds. Um, they didn't have like the, um, the, the willingness to, to really, um, commit to working with startups. And that has changed quite drastically. Now I think the emergence of corporate venture capital, 
um, was extremely strong uh, over the the time, and um, and also this let's say aversion to invest in hardware um, stopped. Now, maybe you remember that uh, it was a everyone was saying that VCs are not investing in hardware. Exactly, I remember, and there hardware is important because there are a lot of interesting companies in munich headquarters for example the insurance giant allianz bmw we'll get back to that soon munich re the reinsurance giant siemens and siemens energy as well as mtu uh think about like really big engines uh talk about cruise ship size and something like that exactly don't forget the automotive industry uh, bmw um, being in Munich and all and many others as well in the vicinity, Audi and Ingolstadt, um, and, and they have also been popping up already back then. Um, they had events, uh, and they they were there, but um, it their behavior changed quite quite a lot. Now from in the beginning, maybe more exploration, learning, marketing, um, then to growing their venture capital arms um, and um, investing in pilots with startups. Um, and that helped a lot these hardware startups now because at the technical university in munich most of these startups um, they are hardware based no? so most is maybe wrong but there's a lot of hardware based ones i remember a company called proglove um, that is a a glove no? that uh, is basically has haptic sensors on it We link the interview down here in the show notes. We have, I do believe, back from 2018 that we did when they've been uh, with a German accelerator in New York and watch the video because in the background there is one World Trade Center. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. So, I mean, uh, you see, you, you talk to them, they have become big, they have uh, succeeded. Um, and when I first met them in the technical university, that was just an idea. Um, it took them very long to to get like the the support um, from uh, clients and um, uh, pilot customers, etc. Um, and now their company is is growing and they they are successful. Um, but it took very long now because it's hardware. It's not software. It's not scalable in that sense. No? So it, it took a bit of time. And Munich has, I think, um, solved that riddle. No? Um, that was something that um, other ecosystems that were successful before, um, especially, I would say, London and Berlin, didn't focus on. They focused a lot on the very scalable software companies, a lot of fintech. Um, these are all fields that Munich is not so famous for. No, there's not, not a huge fintech scene in Munich. There's some, uh, but also more on the technical side, more like um, the um, back-end, um, this infrastructure that banks can use that we have in Munich. But um, the uh, the main sectors that are interesting here are the manufacturing, the AI and data, really the hardcore engineering, biotech, uh, life sciences. These are, these are really, really interesting sectors uh, in Munich. So um, that, I think, was hard to um, to solve. No? So to find the path how to grow, to grow startups in these sectors. Um, there was not such a clear path from other ecosystems that you could copy. No? But Munich managed and uh, yeah, they, they reap the benefits of their hard work. And uh, after 10 years now, you see like the emergence of a, of a very, very competitive global ecosystem here in Munich. And as I said, how did it start? 
uh, it started all with the idea of individuals. No? One, we highlighted the, um, uh, the last time already, Helmut Schönenberger, who um, uh, was a PhD student and came up with the idea to create an entrepreneurship center in Munich. That's an entrepreneur. But also others, um, like the, um, the founder of uh, uh, Bits and Pretzels. Um, it's a very successful conference, international conference for startups in Munich that helps to bring the international uh, connection to the ecosystem. Um, it's also a startup founder. I think they, they did something really, really smart. They basically put a startup conference during the time of Oktoberfest. <laughs> yes, it happens during Oktoberfest. That's, of course, very attractive. Uh, before that, they uh, basically did their conference directly after DLD conference, which already was a very successful international conference in Munich. And they um, uh, kind of took the speakers that were anyhow in Munich and asked them to stay a couple of days longer to go to the second conference. So, so they were always very entrepreneurial and clever about positioning. And uh, this way, they managed to get speakers like Barack Obama, no, um, uh, Richard Branson, and uh, and others, very high calibers, and that makes them attractive as a, uh, as, let's say, a latecomer to the conference game, no, because Web Summit, Mobile World Congress, um, uh, the next web, these conferences slash they already existed before, and Bits and Pretzels is a bit of a latecomer, no, but did a a, a strong. Um, statement there. So also here, uh, the Munich ecosystem was driven by entrepreneurs who saw an opening and really went entrepreneurial about creating um, this this conference. And uh, we may add that Susanne Klatten likely did some financial commitments there because she inherited large parts of BMW. Yes, and I think this is an important story here that the entrepreneurs that created the ecosystem in Munich, they knew how to partner up. Uh, so Helmut Schönenberger was able to convince the here of BMW to invest in the Munich um, ecosystem at the Technical University. And um, that is an important um, uh, effort. The same is true for the Strasik Center for Entrepreneurship, which is at the University of, for Applied Sciences. Uh, uh, Strasek is the name of an entrepreneur from the, let's say, more traditional economy um, that invested in this entrepreneurship center as well. Um, plug and play, no? plug and play, uh, an international player came in and um, partnered with the insurance companies in Munich, like Munich Re and Allianz, to create the um, plug and play insure tech hub in Munich, which is today one of the most successful plug and play accelerators, if you will, um, in, in the world. No? Um, so it's, it's really a success case. Not every plug and play accelerator is such a great success, but this one really stands out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Let us dive a little bit in because this time, um, last time we talked for more than 30 minutes, we decided to cut it a little bit shorter this time and you are a tiny bit under time pressure, right? <laughs> yes, I have to leave for another, uh, meeting, but I'm happy to share a bit more about Munich. I just can show here now what they are today. Now the fourth fastest growing hub in Europe, not by our numbers. So the, the growth of Munich is really impressive. Here are also the unicorns that we see in uh, that have um, emerged in Munich already. We had in 2021 
And as always, uh, one of the co-founders of Flixbus, uh, we link the interview down here in the show notes. <laughs> that's very good. I know you know them all and you have interviewed them all. So that's that's great. I think um, Personio, Agile Robots and Scalable Capital are the latest additions um, to, the, to the mix. Um, so yeah, Munich is really an interesting hub. And if you want to create a mini Munich and say like, how can I create something similar in my hometown, in my region, then I think what you can learn from Munich is that they've created a strong narrative about combining corporate leadership with high-tech innovation. So they really said here, um, this high-tech innovation from the university is the beacon of success for um, corporates in the future. So they must invest. That definitely wasn't the case uh, in other ecosystems. So they um, ventured out and really made that happen in Munich. Um, they managed to bring industrialists like Susanne Klatten um, or Wellington Capital or Burda um, or entrepreneurs like Felix Haas into the mix. So they convinced people to invest in that new emerging ecosystem um, that was more techy, that was more hardware-based than others. And um, these leaders uh, stood up and said, yes, that's exactly what we want. Um, we want to um, stand up for this technological innovation, um, maybe in contrast to what was already happening in Berlin, which was more software-based. Um, and also here, this cutting edge definitely was there. TU Munich is one of the leading um, universities. And one thing that I want to mention as well in the communities, there is one program that really stands out. It's called the Center for Digital Technology Management, CDTM. Um, that's a community of very talented students from both the University of Munich, which is more like a non-technical subjects, and TU Munich, which are the technical subjects. Um, and this community at CDTM is really um, a, a close-knit community, very tight, um, uh, where a lot of very talented people in Munich come together and think about technology trends and Basically, as a byproduct of that community, we see a lot of startups emerge. They are not primarily focused on creating startups. They are not an incubator or an accelerator. Um, they are a study program um, for the best students. But uh, that produces a lot of um, founders because they have a lot of founders in the alumni uh, and they inspire the youngsters to do the same. So here the community really um, works. And again, you can learn for your own hub uh, how to create an community from Munich. Yeah, finally, maybe again, uh, I can give a quick uh, idea about what we do. So if you want to create an ecosystem in your home region, rather than moving away to London or Berlin, um, the Deep Startup Ecosystem Accelerator might be for you. We are an accelerator that supports the growth of new ecosystems. So if you have an idea for turning your region into an innovation hub, or creating a new vertical ecosystem in a town that already has an ecosystem for classical, let's say, digital innovation, but you want to focus on something new, please reach out and think about joining our Deep Startup Ecosystem Accelerator. Yeah, sure. Everybody who would like to learn more, they can go down here in the show notes. And actually, Thomas, you know what we achieved? Basically, if you throw both parts together, um, we will get unto, uh, to the 
average length of a startuprate.io interview again. This one was a little bit shorter. Nonetheless, I enjoyed it very, very much. Thomas, thank you very much for your insights. Thank you so much, Joe. It was a pleasure as always. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.